Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Uh, yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college shooters do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718 664 9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Talking sports, uh, it's for you. Play and pay, and we spit it every day. And we're talking sports, give us a call. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, Tal Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and yes, we are talking brackets. March Madness, give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, rayandtaytoday.com. Shoot us your emails. What do you think about the Sweet 16 and some of these upsets and conferences? Today at gmail.com. We're social. We're everywhere. Ray, before we do the whole bracket show, two quick things that are probably near and dear to our heart we have to mention. First, RIP to the GOAT, Mr. Innovator, Mr. Pioneer, Chuck Berry, rock and roll legend. Rest in peace, 90 years old. Give me your thoughts on that. And then also... It came down, our guy from The Catch, Dwight Clark has ALS. So we send out our prayers to the Clark and the Barry family. Um, also, Gail Sayers, just diagnosed with dementia. So prayers to him. So give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, it's uh, oof, heavy. Yeah, it's a sad day. Um, you know, the, 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 the last two, you got to ask yourself, how much did football – play a part in that and especially back when those guys played especially yeah. Gail Sayers well Clark uh, said he, felt, he feels that a lot was and he hopes the players and the owners continue to study all the effects on the head that's the best what he said yeah and I hope that they do because it's it's a beautiful game but what's going to happen is uh, they're not going to be playing football as much if you know the parents start to fear for their children and like we had Wesley Walker on the show, he said if he had to do it over again, he wouldn't play football. And that's devastating. So, yeah, we need to get to the bottom of this. And in terms of rock and roll, man, <laughs> Chuck B, that's the original Chuck B. Not hey, Chuck yo, B, Donnie B. B. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie B. Good. So, yeah, rest uh, in peace, 90, man. That, that's a good number, though. If you hit 90, that's, that's, you know, he did, you made he did an some impact. Things. People will remember you. Yeah, he did some things, man. Well, speaking of being remembered, you know what I'm going to remember? Cinderius Thornwell. Let's start with yesterday, Thursday and Friday, a little ho-hum. But, boy, the weekend picked up, and Sunday we had some games. We thought for a second our Tar Heels were on the ropes. But, Ray, who would have thunk it? My bracket's busted. Hashtag bracket busted. Your brackets are busted. Um, listen, give Frank Martin a lot of credit, Ray, to take, taking down Duke the way they played. We both thought Duke so much talent, and Vegas had him number one. But I knew in the back of my head, I was like, this team also can shoot themselves out of games. Emil Jefferson, 14 and 15, played his heart out. But, you know, the other guys struggled. And when Cinderius, that might be your son's name, Cinderius Thornwell, 
gives you 24, uh, 6, and 5. That was impressive. I love South Carolina's composure. And boy, Ray, how about only one ACC team left and the SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, and Big 12 all have three teams in the final, in the Sweet 16. Give me your thoughts on South Carolina, Ray, and, and, and them moving forced forward, knocking off Duke. Yeah, well, if you look at Duke's history, they lose just as much as they win. And we said this about 10 years ago. The conversion and the adoption of the three-point shot means that you can shoot all the way to a championship or you can get knocked out by Lehigh or by South Carolina or by Mercer. So Duke is one of those up-and-down teams that they have the talent, but between the three-point shot and the one-and-dones, these guys are so unpredictable, right? Vegas had them as a 5-1. to one. They were the number one team on the board, and they lost yeah. in the second round. Not only did they lose, they got blown out. If you saw the second half of that game, South Carolina put it on them. And if South Carolina could shoot a lick in the first half, they could have lost by 30. I mean, South Carolina was so much more, so much the better team. They played defense. They hit their shots. They were more aggressive. And, you know, that other age-old adage, which is guard play. Duke's guards didn't play very well, so if your guards don't play well and you can't make your outside shots and the other team is locking you down on D, well, that's a recipe for disaster. So Duke went down. UVA can't score. Florida went down. Florida, sorry, Florida State went down. You know, one by one, the they ACC, played bad. Notre Dame, yeah, Notre Dame just got out, you know, out. out Athleted, outpressed by Virginia. So at the end of the day, Carolina is the only ACC team, and we would all say that the ACC is is typically, whether it's this year or any other year, a top one or top two conference in America. And guess what? And they just haven't proved it. They haven't backed it up, right? They have not backed it up. And so let's go there next because they are the lone wolf, seventy-two sixty-five. If it wasn't for a clutch rebound and putback from Kennedy Meeks and then Isaiah Hicks with a great play, Meeks 16 and 11, um, North Carolina could have been gone. Uh, Arkansas, give them a lot of credit. Mike Anderson, the coach, great motivator. Um, They don't have pure, pure talent on that team, but, boy, Arkansas has got heart. Those guys, um, I I was impressed. They, They really played well. But I also think, guess what? This is exactly what North Carolina needed, and I think this can propel them right to the Final Four, Ray. They needed to be pushed. They needed to be challenged. Barry will get, you know, four or five days of good rest, you know, the ankle a little sore, all that stuff, and I think Carolina is going to be fine. Butler's tough. We'll talk about that later, but I think Carolina needed that. Give me your thoughts on USC Baylor because – Baylor is a team now with Duke and Villanova gone in the East. Their length and their athletic ability, they had to come back. You know, USC it was pushing them, 82-78. But give me your thoughts on Baylor knocking out the only Pac-12 team to lose. So that's exactly right. <laughs> the Pac-12 
looks beautiful right now. Um, Arizona, UCLA, Oregon, uh, like you said, USC lost, but but they gave them a run for the money. Now, you talk about busted brackets, so, so this goes back to the bigger point. Unless you had Duke or Villanova winning, depending on your points, your bracket may not be that busted because most people had Duke and Villanova at least going to the Final Four. So I would say 95% of brackets had both one of those two teams going. And the fact that they both lost right. means you're not busted if you have Arizona or somebody else from the, the, from the, yeah. Yeah, from the South – or you have the other side of the bracket, Kansas, Carolina, somebody else winning it all, depending on your point. So, so don't be totally discouraged if you ha- unless they were your champion. <laughs> uh, unless they were, you know, and, and if yeah, they no, were the I'm rolling with that the could be a problem. House, I'm good, but yeah, you know. But I you just, know what I'm saying? Because Duke and uh, Villanova, think about it. Nobody had Baylor coming out of the East. Nobody, I mean, uh, um, Oregon coming out of the East. Nobody had Butler coming out of the East. Ninety-five yeah, yeah. or more percent had uh, Duke or Villanova. Had Duke, right? Had Duke or Villanova? No, you're totally right. Let's get to this other game, and you talk about sort of the brackets, and a lot of referees had a rough day, a lot of missed calls, a lot of misseeding, and I think you saw it most with the early game, Kentucky, Wichita State, or the second game, because. That shocker team, Ray, we saw Wichita State and Wisconsin. They were in the top 25, even the last uh, rankings. I remember Maryland was 25 and Wisconsin was 24. You know, these are teams that should have been six and seven seeds, not eight and ten. So Wichita, at worst, should have been a seven seed. Too much was valued on the tournament week. One week of basketball should not change seeds, you know, three or four spots. I think that's kind of crazy. But Kentucky survived, and mainly it was defense, Ray. I, I Listen, Calipari is a really – I think sometimes he's an underrated coach. Everyone, you know, who has and gives him his props for recruiting. But I want to say, man, I, I think the way he's got Fox and Monk and Bam playing defense, um, that was bam. the key to this, Can we just to say that again? Bam. Win. Big Bam. Listen, they got to go inside more to Bam. Um, but they got it done wasn't a great offensive performance for them. Um, they had some, you know, people step up. But, um, look, Kentucky, you know, obviously next it's UCLA. But Kentucky is a team that they can hang around. And when Fox and Monk have to get to the basket, Ray, they can get there. So, you know, they're, they're definitely dangerous. Give me your thoughts on Greg Marshall. Do you think he remains at Wichita State? Or if Alford, which everyone's saying is a done deal going to UCLA, back to Indiana, does UCLA maybe go ahead and scoop up Greg Marshall? Yeah, I got to believe he is going to leave Wichita State because this is about as good a time to do that. So Shaka Smart went from VCU to Texas, and and Greg Marshall is going to go. And it's just a matter of time. I mean, the the only guy that really Although his wife might be holding him back. They said they they had to, like – Maybe he might be at a point in his career where he may not, he may might not want to leave. So he may be like the Mark Few, and he's just trying to build 
kind of like Gonzaga is now a you know a, 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 an elite program, even though they're not in a Big Five conference. Wichita State might be trying to do something like that as well. But I, I got to think he's going to give it a run at a major, you know, at a big at a Big Five conference. Big I hope six he gets basketball, a chance. I guess. Coach. I hope he gets a chance. So before we go to the the Destiny Boys, let's talk about the Ballers, and I mean UCLA, because they went up against a tough Cincinnati team. Um, crazy defense, 79-67. They pulled away, and Ray, I don't care what his, his daddy say, that boy is special. And I don't think anything his father says can throw him off or mess up anything. The kid is a top three pick. You know how I feel about Tatum, him, and obviously Markel Falls is you know going to be the man, but those would be my top three picks, and Josh Jackson right there with them, maybe four. Lonzo Ball almost had a triple-double, and 18-7-9, and nine, the way that he hits shots when he has to score, you know, because some of the guys weren't shooting good, the, the passing, he kind of, yes, he's Jason Kidd, but a little bit more athletic. But, Ray, he, he just has such a mature game. Can you remember seeing such a, a freshman like this, like, He's he's special, right? Definitely special, Good win for UCLA. Yeah, he is, and 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 he will change a franchise in the NBA. Oh. Uh, he he's that good. I think that the college game holds him back. The guy has all the now. Forget about the hoopla and his dad and the billion dollar shoe contract and all that. The guy is talented, and not only that, but at least on the offensive end. He makes people better. He energizes people. He plays at a different tempo. So he's got that Jason Kidd, Steve Nash. He's not quite the same game at those guys, but but, but that same energy, that same offensive energy. And guys will want to play with him. And guys will definitely want to play with him. And I don't know about that okie doke shot, but it goes in. You know what I mean? No, you saw right off the halftime. They needed a bucket. He came down. He's like, "Schwap, I got y'all. So, you know, but let's talk about the game of the day because you picked it. I wanted to pick it. We both thought that they could ride this tragedy to, you know, to very, you know, strong heights. But what I love about Go Blue in Michigan is that Louisville's defense, Mitchell and the boys, Patino and his system, they were taking away the three. So, their coach, you know, you got to give um, behind Belam a lot of credit. Seventy-three, sixty-nine. Yeah. They went inside out, and Moritz Wagner, or the American folks would want to say Mo Wagner, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. Moritz Wagner. My man Ray, he came out of nowhere with twenty-six points. What did he shoot? Eleven for fourteen or something. 11 for 15. That was amazing. That performance. Yeah, that was beautiful. And let me ask you this. Derek Walton Jr., I mean, I feel like this kid's got to get drafted. He's, his game is so legit. He can get wherever he wants on the court. I mean, I'm just sort of like, where's this been? Like, Michigan is legit. Their wings are playing better. The the, the Robinson kid, I mean, they can shoot. Um, that was very impressive because you and I both know a Louisville team, a Patino team, you don't get lucky to be Louisville. You earn it. And Michigan earned it. 
Can they continue this ride? Yes. Uh, I mean, look, it, it obviously gets more difficult as you keep going in the tournament, but this team is a team of destiny. I mean, I, I compare them totally different teams, right? But I compare them to those U, to that UConn team that won Kemba's team, right? That won yeah. five in a row in the Big East tournament, and then six in a row in the NCAA tournament, and winning five games in five. I mean, people made a big deal about Duke winning four games in four nights, right? So yeah. they did five in five because so, they were like an eleventh seed in the in the Big East conference, something like that. Anyway, yeah. so this Michigan team, you know. And again, John Beeline is a master at taking yeah. guys and getting the most out of them. And especially with that three-point line, you never know. You just never know. Well, he did know. it with the Trey Burke team, too, you know, years ago. And and guys just coming out of nowhere and developing. Mitch McGarry, I mean, he's done it. Now, look, Oregon is going to be a different monster. I think they're way more offensive than Louisville. You know, so we'll see how that plays out. We'll get that to that in a second. Let's look at Saturday, man, because, you know, we lost our first number one on that day. Um, obviously, Duke goes down, and, you know, we've got 11, an 8, and two sevens in, in the Sweet 16. But Wisconsin and the Big Ten have showed themselves great. That was a great win. And Nigel Hayes, 65-62, Nigel Hayes, man, look, when he wants to, you know, score and play inside, you know, him and Hap and they get it going, um, they're a tough team. You know, 19 points, eight rebounds. Um, I really I really like Hayes and Hap, and I think Wisconsin is somebody you need to respect. Look, Villanova, they had some injuries. Maybe you should have gone to Brunson more in the game and, and Hart, you know, they, they didn't have their greatest game. But Wisconsin earned it. You can't take anything away from Wisconsin. They knock off the defending champs, and now we'll have a new champ. Uh, you like Wisconsin going forward, too? Well, I think that once they beat Goliath, then, <laughs> then people won't sleep on them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we'll – yeah, we'll see, but you know what? Yeah. Never sleep on them. They're the opposite of John Beeline's team, right? They slow it down. They make clutch shots. They make you work. Nigel Hayes has got that experience from the final game two years ago. Remember with Frank the Tank? Uh, this could be his third Final Four if he makes it. That's amazing. Yeah, so good for him. But I, I don't know how far they'll go, but I know they're a tough out. They're definitely a tough out. I wouldn't sleep on them at all. Yeah, we got to give props, obviously, also with the Big Ten. Purdue took care of Iowa State, um, and I, I thought they would. I mean, I, I got eight of the 16 in the Final Four on the, uh, my bracket for our show, so wasn't so great. But I, I really thought Purdue would be, you know, one of those teams, and they were. Um, Ray, you know, when you see Haas and, and Swanigan, man, and the way they play, they, I mean, interior passing, 20 and 12 from – Biggie Swanigan instead of Caleb, <laughs> but uh, listen, talented, and he's up for uh, Naismith and Wooden of Wooden uh, Player of the Year, Naismith Player of the Year, and the Wooden Award. So, along with Frank Mason and Hart, so you know you got to give Swanigan and Purdue a lot of credit. I think they, the way they're built, they're going to give Kansas all they can handle. Now, granted, I feel Kansas has been the best team so far in the tournament. The way they played. And, you know, when you get Graham and Mason, Lucas, and Jackson all playing well, 
you know, Kansas is tough, but Purdue is, is very, very talented. Were you disappointed in Iowa State, or you just thought Purdue was too much? I was actually disappointed in Iowa State because they won the Big 12 three out of the last four years. They won, I mean, everybody thinks about Big 12 equals Kansas. But Iowa right. State's won the Big 12 tournament three out of the last five years. So I actually had them going pretty far. And I was disappointed. And I was disappointed that they were dominated. Now, Purdue's a horrible matchup problem if you don't have size. So in this <laughs> tournament, what typically wins is guards. Um, so I didn't know how to look at this Purdue team because Purdue has typically underachieved recently in the tournament. And the big men typically don't go far in the tournament. But you know what? They're tough. They're a tough matchup. And we'll see. We'll see. But, yes, Iowa State, I, I, I had Iowa State going farther. Yeah, no, that was, uh, you know, fun, inter- definitely entertaining game. And, you know, you got to give props to Butler Ray. I thought, you know, they, you know, pretty much they were in control. You know, Middle Tennessee State, it kind of, it wasn't a great matchup. They they pushed a little bit. They, you know, tried to come back. But I thought Butler was just, I think people forget Butler beat Villanova twice. And they, they have a balanced attack. Um, a lot of different weapons. The Barton kid, you know, some of their different guards, they... They pass, they, they they play good defense. I think Butler is good, but it's also, I think, a good matchup for our Tar Heels, you know, in terms of going forward. Now, let's talk about it, the controversy, the bad call, Gonzaga Northwestern. Now, look, the refs didn't see it, and then they, you know, tech them up, Chris Collins coming out of the, the box, 79-73. When it happened, there was still a couple minutes left in the game. Do you think if they would have got it right, it would have changed the outcome? Because I don't. I still think Gonzaga was, was going to win this game. Give me your thoughts, and what do you think about Northwestern showing and Gonzaga going forward? So I thought that this outcome would have been the outcome regardless. Now, they yeah. totally blew the call, right? And that, that's oh, yeah. not even close. I mean, nah. three refs and nobody saw that? that that's well, in the outside ref, he was right there with Chris Collins' view, so he, he should have seen it and called it. Yeah. You could argue, you know, block charge is a tough call, but putting your hands through the net <laughs> and blocking the shot, I mean, that, that's pretty obvious. You don't really even need to go to replay on that Your one. boy, Nigel Goss, man, 20 points. He got busy. The Northwestern yeah, guards couldn't stick him He's nice, and, and you know what? Northwestern wouldn't have won that game. Now, you know, when you're the underdog, you need every chance, and you can't have calls going against you. So <laughs> I feel for Chris Collins, but you know what? Keep your head up. Northwestern's never been in the tournament. So not only did they enter the tournament, but they won a game, and they and played a pretty competitive game. And, and then all those guys were turning. Oh, and by the way, give them credit for coming back from down 22. So they actually yeah. made it a game. And had they, they not dug themselves yeah. such a big hole, it would have been even closer. So, yeah, the outcome, I don't think the, 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 the bad refereeing cost them. But, you know, speaking of bad refereeing, it seems to be like a, like a disease. You know, it seems to be like a virus going around the flu because <laughs> the refereeing has not been very good. And no. I don't know if it's just random or if well, it's you know, you know how these guys are put together and they don't work together during the season. And I don't understand yeah, how that there's works. There's something to be said about that. And then, you know, they advance each round. So I'm sure those guys will not be, you know, refereeing later on in the tournament. But 
it, you got to try to stick with crews that work together, look through the conferences, what games they do, and bring the best crews. Don't take the best guys and then match them. Take the best crews as a whole and keep them together. So because they have they have their own rhythm too. Speaking of rhythm, there was no offensive rhythm coming out of UVA. Ray, sixty-five to thirty-nine. I think that I think was UVA, the fear. They just yeah, missed another they shot. Just couldn't score. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, Ray. Um, I don't even know what to say. I, we both knew this could happen. Thought it would. I, I didn't know if it would happen in the first round or the second, but it, it just, it was bad. And Justin Leon did, did you know, pretty good for Florida, um, 14 and 10. Little surprised how well Florida is playing. Don't know if it will continue, but good for them. And the SEC is having a great showing. But UVA, Ray, boy, they've got to, you know, recruit some shooters. And London Fuertes, yep. I mean, you know, offense, he was upset offense, last offense. game. Yeah, so let's yeah. roll it forward. Let's look at this let's final four, the Sweet 16 weekend coming up. Well, uh, I tell you, I don't know. For me, I'm, I'm really excited um, when you get to, you know, start looking at these games. Hold on, let's what's the let's see what's the first twenty third. What is the first games? Okay, so Michigan, Oregon. Uh, wow, I I'm scared, right? Because I I think Cinderella is legit now, but Oregon is playing inspired Dylan Brooks. I'm gonna go ahead and roll with Go Blue. I, I I'll just I'm gonna take Michigan. I think Oregon can do it, but I'll I'll take Michigan in, in a buzzer beater in a close one. Nah, I got to take Oregon. They played well from behind. They showed that they've got the two-headed monster. Dylan Brooks won't play as poorly as and he Dorsey. did. Oof, and Dorsey, Dorsey played great, 27 points, couldn't miss. So I don't think they'll shoot as well, but I think they'll, they'll beat Michigan. Okay. Maybe it's going to be Mo Wagner again. Uh, West Virginia, Gonzaga. You know, I wanted Gonzaga to go far, man, but you know what? I think your boy, our guy, Huggins, this team is like 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 uh, Bray said, Notre Dame, they're grown men. Those are grown-ass men, Ray. West Virginia is going to upset Gonzaga and take them down. I'm going West Virginia. Yeah, I think Gonzaga's got a week to prepare. Or the, I think if it was the second game of the tournament, you know what I mean, or the fourth yeah. game, meaning they only had a day and a half, two days to prepare. But I think with four week days is not to prepare, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's something. But I, I hear you. It's tough to prepare for those guys. Who's playing on your practice squad? But I think Gonzaga's got the talent, they've got the experience, they've got the size, and they've got the best player on the court. Uh, you know, so I, I like Gonzaga. Purdue, Kansas. Um, this is going to be a rough one. I think Purdue takes them to the limit, but I just think Josh Jackson and Frank Mason are playing great. And if you get scoring out of Devontae Graham as well, I think Kansas wins a close one by three or five points. I'll take Kansas. Yeah, I agree. I think Kansas too much. Even though I don't think this is the best Kansas team, the most talented Kansas team, I think they play well as a unit. They've got their leader in Frank Mason. They've got the best player in uh, in Jackson. So they'll, they're going to be fine. They'll take care of Purdue. They'll find a way. Again, with the four days to prepare for the big men, they'll be fine. You've got to keep their big men out of foul trouble. Arizona, Xavier, I got to go with Arizona. I think Xavier hit as far as they could go without having their point guard, but they've really done well. And 
Mac is not going anywhere, but he's an underrated great coach. I'll take Arizona. They are playing on fire, and they are so talented. Uh, they'll yeah, win by they had a scare points. in the first round against North Dakota. Should have played better. They had a scare in the second round against St. Mary's. Should have played better. But I think they hit their stride against yeah. Xavier. Xavier's a good team. I told you they'd be nice. I hate that they put down your Maryland squad, but that's another team that was top 15. They had some injuries, uh, but they're a good team. I just think that Arizona just goes too deep, and they're too talented. And your boy Markinen, that's my boy. Oh, he's nice. Finland, baby. North Carolina, Butler, let's go to Friday. I got Carolina. I think they get in a groove, win by double digits, 10, 11 points. Yeah, you know Roy Williams will always kind of make it interesting, and, and uh, but they have too much talent, too much size. I, I agree they win. South Carolina, Baylor. I tell you, I love Sundara Stormwell. I think South, South Carolina. They're going to give him the business, but I think Baylor's so long. I think Baylor squeaks it out and wins by like one to three points. I'll take Baylor. You know what? I'm a believer in South Carolina, man. Frank Martin. 40 minutes of hell. They're okay. playing that. They're playing that crazy, frantic, we feel the love. Them. I I just I don't know, man. I, I feel it. I feel it. So okay. I, I'm gonna go with South Carolina. UK against UCLA. You talk about blue bloods. Here it is. Um, be blue. I'm going Alonzo Ball. Him, Leaf, Holiday, whose brothers you know are in the NBA. It's all brother team, right? The Balls, the Holidays. Um, I think Alford. They're gonna win. They're gonna win this. UCLA. Too much offense for Kentucky, and. Um, It'll be fun, but it'll be close. Three points, UCLA wins. You know what? I had UCLA winning, but I think that Kentucky's going to show out on defense. Mm. And even though UCLA can score, they led the nation in scoring, you don't score in the Sweet 16, right? You don't score like you did. So UCLA's going to have to win a game scoring 75, 70 maybe. But – I have a feeling that that backcourt, Monk and Fox, and bam, and, you know, the the athletes that they have on Kentucky are better than the athletes in UCLA. So it comes down to can UCLA make shots, and I, I'm not sure. I think Calipari is going to stretch that defense and, and give, give them trouble. So I'm going to go with Kentucky. I could see it. It's going to be a close battle. And then this one, you know, What's fascinating about Wisconsin and Florida, you can never imagine that either one of these teams would be in the Elite Eight. This is more like a football game, right, college football. Um, I got to go with Wisconsin, you know. Uh, shout out to them Gator fans that were getting at me. My boy Brian Berjanski, his wife's a Gator. And, uh, you know, I thought they'd lose in the first round. But uh, I, I'm going against Florida. I think Wisconsin, Nigel Hayes and the boys, they got something to prove. And they want to prove that they can win without Frank Kaminsky and, and, and Sam Decker and them boys. And I think they're on their way to doing it. Wisconsin, a little too much for Florida. You know what? I've underestimated Florida all year. I didn't like them. I didn't like any of these uh, four seeds. But it turns out that all the four seeds oh, made yeah. it. Did you see that? West Virginia, the first Butler, time in Purdue, a long time. and Florida. Yeah. Four is the magic number. So I'm going to go with Florida. Ride the wave, baby. Ride the wave. And plus, in the east, there's no there's no Goliath, right? With Villanova and Duke down, everybody is pounding their chest thinking they can go to Final Four out of this bracket. So I'm going to go with the Gator. 
So you're going to have the Gators in South Carolina, a SEC final to go to the Final Four. I like it. Yep. I like it. You all SEC in Kentucky. I, I feel you. You SEC in that out, right. man. That's three so of the eight in, in, in there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you, you got. So I guess we'll be back Saturday to uh, wrap up the Sweet 16 and then make our picks for the Elite Eight because it is going to be – it's going to be fun. It'll definitely be fun. So have a great sports week. I mean, a lot going on, NFL and still, and baseball's coming, USA against Japan, and Dominican Republic against Netherlands, correct, for the World Baseball Classic? And then Wednesday is the uh, championship. Yeah, yeah, so tonight is US has to follow Dominican. On Tuesday yeah. night. Yep. So You're Wednesday will be the Dominican champion. Republic. Yeah, U.S. beat Puerto uh, – no, no, I'm sorry. They knocked out Dominican Republic. So it's Puerto Rico, Netherlands, USA, Japan. That's what it is. Sorry, yeah. So, uh, yeah, surprise, Dominican Republic was gone. But Puerto Rico's been playing great, so give it to them. Hopefully America can win, man. They're starting to get inspired. Adam Jones has been playing, you know, and uh makes you feel like guys like Trout and some of our other better players should have contributed and played, you know, but – you know, it's hard to get into that. You saw Didi Gregorius got hurt. They, they took him off with his with his uh, shoulder uh, injury. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it just like I don't like the Jets signing Josh McNown, $6 million for one year. And that's how we end the show. <laughs> Enjoy college basketball. Have a great sports week. The NBA to, uh, tonight on TNT, Knicks Clippers, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. So, We'll we'll get into it. NBA, don't worry. We haven't forgotten you. It's just time for March Madness. We are...